I welcome you this morning to the house of God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. This, this day and this service today, I want to, to build on what Pastor shared last Sunday. Hallelujah. But even before I do, um, the grace of the Lord is upon you. The grace of God is upon you. Hallelujah. The grace of God is upon us. The Lord is in our midst. The Lord is here. The Lord is before us and he's commanding his people. Hallelujah. And we are going a way that we have never gone before. Hallelujah. I, I want to encourage you to keep focused on the journey that God started with us. Hallelujah. Praise be to Jesus. The password to this season, the password is time with God. That's the password. Everybody say time with God. Spending it and wasting it on him. Did you hear me? Spending it and wasting it if there is anything like wasting it. I'm just using that term because I just want to be a bit more extravagant on him. Lavish. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you, my brethren. Let's walk away from giving God remainders of our day. Let's walk away from giving God the small pockets of time that are remainders from our busy days. And let's offer God the first fruits of our breath. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're not having time with the Lord, the journey cannot happen. It can't. The journey happens when you're in there, in the holies of holies. When you have entered there. And it can happen every day. That you make this time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I shared uh, some time back in the weekly meetings. That when you start to pursue God. And we also saw it in the book of Nehemiah, how the enemy began to conspire when they heard about what was happening. The enemy gets busier when God's people begin to get the right focus. The enemy gets busier when you get the right focus. When you set your heart to seek the Lord... Your enemies wake up. And so if you experience any form of barrier, any form of disorientation, confusion, despair, discouragement, that's your enemy. That's your enemy. If your enemy throws at you hard situations... 
He throws at you needs. Concerns of life. And he wants your eyes on those concerns. You realize that it's because you had started the journey. And the question is, are you going to give in to his bait? Or are you going to ignore the bait and stay on the journey? Are you going to give in to discouragement? Or any other thing the systems is using to keep you engaged away from time with God. I encourage you, friends, those of us who started the journey, those of us who have not yet started the journey, let us get on this journey with everything that is in us. Hallelujah. Shout amen. 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 All right. Um, that, was, that was just a word for, for encouragement. Pastor Dennis last Sunday shared on the life of Nehemiah. Nehemiah, we see him as a cupbearer who stepped into his calling, stepped into his assignment. He was sensitive. He was positioned in the spirit. He was able to capture the heart of God for that moment when the news came from those who had visited Jerusalem and Judah. And Nehemiah receives that information and falls on fertile ground. And he steps into his assignment. Hallelujah. God moved him and he was willing to be moved into this assignment. He was open. He was yielded. Praise the Lord. He wasn't lost in the life of the palace. He wasn't caught up in the things of present day living. But he was open to God. He had an attentiveness to receive God's burden. Praise the Lord. And we saw how we need to be this attentive, to be able to receive the burden of the Lord, to be able to receive the leadings of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Nothing you'll ever do that will ever please God if it's not born of God. Nothing you will ever do that will please God if it's not born, if it's not brought out of a leading of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Human beings can do many things. We can do so many things because we have abilities. We have a mind. God gave us an independent mind. We have an independent will. And so we can do so many things by ourselves. But friends, the only things that please God are the things the Spirit of God has produced, has born through your life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We are either building Babylon or you're building the kingdom of God. Tell it to your neighbor. You are either building Babylon or you're building the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. You are either operating according to the systems of human nature, according to the motivations of mankind, according to the things that please and, and build the status of men, or you are building the kingdom, the things that please God and promote the purposes and the will of God. Hallelujah. And so we must be careful that we are open to God. We are open to this leading of the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. God wants to build certain things through our lives. Hallelujah. He's a redeemer. He's an intervening God in the affairs of mankind. And so there are so many things that God wants to give birth through our lives. Praise be to Jesus. He wants to release his work, his interventions in the spheres of men through us. Hallelujah. But he cannot do that if our spiritual wombs are not yielded to him. He cannot do that if we are not open and yielded to that seed of God to be planted in our hearts so that it can be nurtured and brought forth in the earthly realm. Praise be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Your life is a field. Your life is a garden. It is God's garden. It is God's field. It is where God wants to 
put his seeds Hallelujah. And his seeds are powerful. They are full of potential. They are powerful seeds that can change, hallelujah, the landscape of the, of the nations, the landscape of families and whatever you have around you. Praise be to Jesus. Hallelujah. When you look at Nehemiah and you see how Nehemiah arose and began to go to, to the land of Judah and to build the wall, Nehemiah, the, the Bible tells us that King Cyrus the Persian king called Cyrus, he ended the exile, the 70 year exile that they had in Babylon in 538 BC. And they were allowed to return to Judah from 538 BC. However, it's not until 93 years later that Nehemiah arose. 93 years later, these men were released in 538 to go back. Nehemiah got up in 445, 93 years later. We're talking about BC. Hallelujah. And so you can imagine, all that time they were free, but they had not got up to build. They were free. They had been released from exile. They had been released from captivity, but they were still seated enjoying captivity, enjoying Babylon, and enjoying the ruins in Jerusalem. Those of them who had gone to Jerusalem to visit they just went and visited and came back. Probably they went to Jerusalem and said, ah, there's no hope there. Let's go back to Babylon. And they came and told uh, the man called Nehemiah. And Nehemiah, 93 years later, that's when Nehemiah begins to tap the burden. And he knows that it's now the time to build the wall of Jerusalem. Praise be to Jesus. Praise be to Jesus. You are too cold for me. Praise be to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes we are seated and we are, we are there. We are used to the umbrella. Hallelujah. You, are, you, have, you have become acquainted with the difficulty. You have become acquainted with the problems. You have become acquainted with the situation. That the things that have happened over the years. And God is speaking and saying, arise. Arise, it's time to build. But you're not arising. You're not arising. And so God starts to look for the Nehemiahs. The Nehemiahs of families. The Nehemiahs of, of nations. And he says, where are the ones who will rise and pay the price to build? Hallelujah. So Nehemiah rises. Two years later, we see Ezra. Ezra comes also to say, no, let's work also on the temple. Praise the Lord. There was so much destruction over the 70 years. And before the 70 years when Nebuchadnezzar was there. So much destruction. But no one was rising to do something. Praise the Lord. You look at the ten cities of Israel. The northern cities of Israel. And they were destroyed by the king of Assyria. The king of Assyria came and destroyed ten cities that were under the wicked kings. And then 20 years later, Nebuchadnezzar comes and destroys Judah. After so many warnings. The whole of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, was destroyed to ruins. They left the weak in Israel. They left the sick there. Those who tried to escape were killed. So the land was in ruins, as God said, that people will pass by the land and they will shake their heads and say, what is this? It was utter destruction. But over 70 years of exile, plus 93 years, no one is saying, rise and build. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Different people began to rise in prayer. One of them was Daniel. Daniel says that in the first year of King Darius, he began to set his heart to seek God. For Israel, he understood by the books that it was about to be 70 years over. Meanwhile, there were so many years to the 70 years being over. Because after Darius was Cyrus. Cyrus is the one who released them. So Daniel prayed probably about 30 years before. 30 years before. And he was in intercession for his land. For the embargo to be broken over the land. Hallelujah. Some of us want to pray today and see it happen tomorrow. Hallelujah. Everybody say persistent prayer. Say persevering in prayer. 
We need to learn to be patient until we see the answers to prayer. Hallelujah. There are some friends of mine. I know a man called Pastor Ben Ochola, a dear friend of mine. He has prayed for revival. Do you know how many years? And he is still praying for that revival. Hallelujah. That, that ability for the church of Jesus Christ to stay in one direction on the same journey for years. Hallelujah. You have decided I'm going to rebuild my family. Do you know how long it's going to take? Are you willing and are you ready to put in the years for the rebuilding? Hallelujah. They say our generation is the what generation? The popcorn, the microwave generation. Instant, instant coffee, instant tea, instant what? Burger. Instant porridge. Hey, there's also instant porridge, by the way. Hallelujah. We want things now. You hear somebody telling you, Pastor, I have prayed about this thing for a long time. Meanwhile, they have prayed for only a, a year. Meanwhile, just two years, three years, there are people who prayed for things for decades. Daniel prays for Israel in the first year of Darius' reign. After Darius, there was Cyrus. Hallelujah. And God began to raise up people of prayer who could stand in the gap for the rebuilding to happen. Hallelujah. Before God does any work, he has to find praying people. Help me tell your neighbor. Before the Lord will do any work, there has to be a man who stands in the gap for that work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There has to be a person who stands in the gap for that work. Praise the Lord. So as Daniel is interceding, and probably there are others who did, the Nehemiahs rose, and they began to, walk, to go back to Jerusalem. They built the walls, and they built the temple. Hallelujah. Praise be to Jesus. What Nehemiah never knew is that there was a prophecy that he was connecting himself to. There was a word. You know, when God speaks a word, that word will stay on the earth until somebody positions himself to birth the word. Hallelujah. You remember Psalms 105 about Joseph? That until his word came and tried him, and what does the Bible say? Then Pharaoh released him from prison and set him free and called him to be the Lord of his house. Hallelujah. The time for his word, the time for Joseph's word, that word was in the earth. When God speaks his word, it remains on earth. The Bible says, it will not return until it has accomplished its purpose. Hallelujah. Some of us have prophecies. Prophecies. There are words upon you. Some of you, you don't even know the prophecies upon your life. Some of the prophecies upon your life are basically prophecies upon your generation. There are prophecies that Catherine Kuhlman gave. There are prophecies that certain men and women of God gave. There are prophecies in scripture. They are upon my generation. And those words are still looming all over the earth, waiting for somebody who can align themselves with the prophetic word and become the bather, the one who will give birth to that word and make it a reality. Hallelujah. Nehemiah connects himself to prophecy. I want to interest you in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah prophesies 140 years before the children of Israel go into exile. He has warned them. He has, he has given them so many prophecies. Isaiah chapter 1 to chapter 39. All those are warnings. All those are warnings of impending judgments. What God is going to do if they do not tra transform. Hallelujah. 
Those are the judgments, 39 chapters of judgments. Of course, the last three are stories about Hezekiah, 37, 38, and 39. And then chapters 40 to 55, they talk about the restoration of Judah. They are chapters of hope. Then chapters 56 to 66, it's an address to those who have returned and to the future generations. Hallelujah. The book of Isaiah is an interesting book that shows you the heart of God for his people. A unique heart, even the book of Jeremiah, but Isaiah is very, very different because it is well balanced between judgment and restoration, between judgment and mercy, judgment and love. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But in the book of Isaiah, chapter 58, in the chapters of restoration, there is a verse. And the verse is this one. Isaiah 58 verse 12. And they that shall be of thee, hallelujah, shall build the what? The old waste places. You shall raise up what? The foundations of many generations. And you shall be called. Uh -huh. That is Nehemiah found his place. That was Nehemiah's part in the prophecy. The repairer of the bridge. The restorer of paths to dwell in. Nehemiah found his place in that prophecy. He found his place. The moment Nehemiah yielded to the Lord, he connected to a word that was waiting for 93 years to be bathed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, friends, let me tell you this. Satan does not want you to know what God has spoken about your generation. Huh? Huh? He wants you to live your life, grow old, and die. That's what he wants. Live your life, grow old, and die. Just be a nice citizen. Don't interest yourself with what did God say about the time that I'm living in. What did God say about the church in the time that I'm living in? No, just work hard, get a good job, build a house, have a family, be a nice person, bless people with what God has blessed you with. And just live a good, godly life. Praise the Lord. He wants to delay the work of God. And if possible, he wants to abort the prophetic. He wants to abort the prophetic. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, do you know what God spoke about this generation? Do you know the prophetic word upon your life? Do you know what is waiting to break out? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know the prophetic word of a faith family church? Do you know, are you aware of the prophecies upon the vision under which you are sitting and which you are connected to? Praise the Lord. Nehemiah found a place in him. In, I mean, in that, in that part of the, of the prophecy. Look at Jesus in the book of Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The Bible says, he went to the temple as his custom was. He had the culture of going to the temple. And when he reached the temple, they gave him the book. And to open the book, the Bible says he opened Isaiah 61 from verse 1. He began to read. What did he read? Isaiah 61 from verse 1 to 4. Jesus begins to say, the Spirit of the Lord. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you, do you see how Jesus is again connecting to his prophecy? Why do I know he's connecting to his prophecy? Look at verse 21. Verse 21 says... That And he began to say unto them, This day 
is this scripture fulfilled in your ears? Hallelujah. 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 This day, Jesus, listen, earlier on they said, and he came out of the wilderness full of power. Okay? And from there, he goes to the temple. Opens the book where it is written, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And he declares the manifesto of the spirit. And then he says, it is fulfilled in your ears. He is walking in prophecy. Hallelujah. It's time for us to start to walk in prophecy. Start to align yourself with prophecy. Hallelujah. Align your life with prophecy. Become inquisitive about prophecy. What has God said about me? Hallelujah. Now you ask, is there something for us after Jesus spoke that? Yes. Yes, Isaiah 61. Go back to Isaiah 61. Uh, Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 4 is a prophecy of Jesus. And Jesus connected to that prophecy. Now see what happens in verse 4. Verse 4 of Isaiah 61. What happens in verse 4 of Isaiah 61? And they, stop there. Isaiah 61 verse 1 to verse 3. It's a prophecy pointing to Christ. Now who are those they are saying? They. They. They shall build old waste, wastes. They shall raise up former desolations. And they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. Now, have you ever read Isaiah 53 that talks about there's a generation of Christ that he shall see his generation? Have you read it in Isaiah 53? When Jesus came, he birthed a generation. It's called the generation of Jesus. It's the generation of Jacob. Amen. It's the true seed of Israel. We are that generation. We are that generation. From the moment Jesus came to the time Jesus will come back again, there is a generation. It's one generation. It's his generation. Hallelujah. We are that generation. And that's the generation they are saying, they. They shall do what? They shall build. Because of the Messiah. Because of what he did at the cross. Because of his intervention, removing the burden of sin and breaking the powers of darkness. They shall build worst places. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We are standing on the finished work of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible talks about building old wastes. Like the children of Israel looking at the work. Nehemiah looks at the work. His enemies look at the work and they say, what are you doing? You cannot do anything. This is too much demolition. They said even what you're trying to do, foxes will walk on it and it will fall. Hallelujah. At one point they were building and they said there is too much rubbish and the work is too much. Praise the Lord. When you look at your family, when you look at your generation, when you look at an institution, and what do you see? Too much rubbish. Too much waste. And you say, wa." Hallelujah. God will never pick you and send you to something that you can do. Hallelujah. God will pick you and anoint you and send you to something only he can do. Praise be to his name. Hallelujah. The old wastes. The old wastes. Friends, with what Jesus did for us, there's nothing we cannot confront. 
You'll be tired. I should pack my salmon and go back home to Unsago. With what Jesus did, we can confront anything. We can be sent to any field of mission. Hallelujah. We can repair and rebuild anything. The Bible talks about the former desolations. The waste cities. Now that, that's where you're going to put your life, your family, your what? You know, there are some families, when you look at the family, you say, why was they born in this family? Someone can have such a question. The things are in tatters. Everybody's on their own. Marriages are broken. Children grow up like water hyacinth. Huh? Everything is messed up. People have hatred, envy, jealousy, and, and people bewitching one another. And there's all kinds of malice and disorder. And you can say, why was I born here? Guess what? You are the Nehemiah. That's why you were born there. You are the rebuilder. Hallelujah. Praise be to Jesus. You are the person that everybody else has, 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 has cornered Kadirisa, cornered Kawundo. And now it is you to make the foundation, to build back the foundation of, of that wedding, of that marriage that Gwetogena cornered Kadirisa. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You are seeing lack and poverty in the family. You are seeing all kinds of oppression, infirmity, disease. And God is saying, you, you are the rebuilder. You rise up in your faith. As he was told to Gideon, raise up you mighty man of valor. Rise up. Hallelujah. Praise be to Jesus. Can I hear the name of say Amen. Praise the Lord. You start to pray like somebody who was bewitched to pray. You start to fast like somebody was bewitched to fast. Because you know you're Nehemiah. You know that there are things you have to rebuild. You know that there are devils you have to fight. You know that there are thrones and dominions you have to put out of the way. You know that there are castles you have to break. So you get in your position. You put on your priestly garment and you say, devil, here I come. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You see, when you're in Nehemiah, Satan sometimes knows you are. So what does he do? If he cannot destroy you before time, if he can't, there is something he uses. It's called containment. Containment. Akute kamuchifo na this is your territory. You, you lose sight of the prophecy. You lose sight of the assignment. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And you start to walk in that small space. That was contained for you. Hallelujah. But as they told Esau, when you are tired of the yoke, you shall break it off your neck. Hallelujah. There needs to be people who are tired. There needs to be a people who are saying, I am tired of being in the same place, year in, year out. I am the same guy. I'm the same woman. I am going to break the yoke. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do you know what it means to break a yoke? Huh? Stanya alaba eh bagaba tansokusaba Monday Tuesday we bali ndaba altars batansukuzizimba they rebuilding altars eh etigeno kuva mugayo na gena kwatu omuliro 
Gakusindi Kidabona, Sanbalat, Tobiah, the Arabians, the Aramanians, Bona, they conspired. Ancestral spirits, spirits of prayerlessness, spirits of sleep, spirits of food, every, every spirit comes to you. It's a conspiration. It's a working together. It's a networking of demon spirits. They are all sent to contain you so that that altar or those altars now you have become part of, however much you are on them and contributing, yet your own personal altar that is meant to break the yoke is dead. So what happens? You take care of other people's vineyards, your own. Your own vineyard is in shutters. Every time he sees you getting up and saying, I am going to pray. I am going to seek the Lord. They say, go. I was young in the ministry. And God spoke to me clearly. He said, Andrew, you cannot go far with me without warfare. You can't go far with me without warfare. I said, God, what do you mean? He said, yes, those who know how to stand in my presence know how to fight. Now for you, you're attacked. You sit down. You say, but now you And you get in your pity party. Huh? They want to maintain the yoke. The yoke on your people is on you. The difference is you don't even realize it. For them, they realize it. You are contained. The things that are going to happen to your brothers, sisters, uncles, aunties, they are waiting to happen to you. The infirmity that attacks that judge is waiting for the right edge for you to reach there. And it strikes. I was, I was broken hearted yesterday. I was somewhere where I got my hairdressing and uh, the person, a person there told me about a sister who used to pray here when we were still doing latter glory ministries and the person told me she got a stroke she got a stroke that, I remember that lady, she was one of the supporters of this ministry she stood by Pastor Dennis financially and they told me she got a stroke. They told me thieves entered the house. Even after they have operated her, the thieves hit her where they had operated. Making her worse. And I said, God, God, what is this thing? While we be in Tungabiobisirika, Bisirika, Nebirinda, the time appointed. You're not praying. They hit at the time. They find you. You who's supposed to be the Nehemiah, you start to be oppressed like the people you were called to deliver. Reason being, we are so self-centered we come to Jesus and we are so self-centered. We are like Gideon doing our thing, hiding it somewhere. And God in his mind is like, unless you step up and go, even you yourself, you're finished. Esther was told, if you do not rise up at this time, you, your family, no one will ever know that you ever went through this kingdom at this time. You will perish. And what does Esther say? If I perish, let me perish. She got up. She got up. 
Hallelujah. There are battles bigger. There are battles you need to fight. There are bigger battles than the small ones that are occupying our lives. Praise be to the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you ready to, to step up? Are you ready to step out? About Uganda, let me tell you this. If you're not tired of the yoke, you can't break it. If you're not tired of the personal limitations they're experiencing in your life, you can't break them. You can't. You can't. You know your life. You know, here at, home, uh, here at church, we do not know you, but you know, your fam- you know your family. When you look at yourself, you can see that there is an identical nature between you and your family, spiritually. You have gone through different things and you have seen a certain pattern of satanic work in your life. You have seen certain things happening, not just in your life, but in the people who are related to you. And however much you came to Jesus and you're a child of God, it does not necessarily mean you're automatically free. God told them, I have given you the land and he expected them, go and dispossess the nations that are in the land. Dispossess them. Drive out the Canaanites. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You see what the Bible says in the book of Matthew 18, 18? That behold, I have given you authority. And he says, whatsoever you do what? You bind on earth shall be bound in what? Whatsoever you release on earth shall be released in heaven. He, he, that talks about delegation of power and authority. That word bind means whatever you prohibit on earth. In other words, Christians, you are a gatekeeper. You are a gatekeeper on the earth. You are a gatekeeper on this earth. That the things happening on the earth are because the believers accepted them to happen. And the things not happening on the earth are because the believers didn't accept them to happen. That's how much authority God gave the church. Hallelujah. When it comes to your family, when it comes to you, how are you exercising the power that God gave you to prohibit and to release? To break yokes, to release the prisoners. Praise be to the Lord. Praise be to the Lord. I've told you some, I've told you of a story. My sisters. How there is not to give birth. It was known in the family. Saying guys would tell you, Abana Chisaka, that's my dad, John. Tebazara. I lost a sister of mine because she didn't care. She knew that she can't give birth. So she, she went and di- she became promiscuous. And she would come back and tell us what she has been doing. And she laughs. And people would ask her, but don't you care about your life? Don't you, can't you protect yourself? And she said, ah, I don't care. She got HIV. Thankfully, she got saved before she died. What happened? I got disturbed. My sister was married for years. My other sister was married. No children. I left home and I went to Seguku Prayer Mountain. And I was there for five days, eating nothing, drinking nothing. Praying one prayer. Open the womb. Open the womb. And the Lord told me, I have opened it. I came down from that mountain. I called my sisters and I told them, prepare for babies. That same year, babies came. 
Praise the Lord. If you don't get tired of the yoke, you can't break it. You can't. Because if you're not tired, it means you still have room to bear it. You still have grace to bear it. Eh? You can accommodate the yoke. It's okay. The yoke of hindrance, the biggest weapon Satan uses against all people is called the weapon of hindrance. Even Paul the apostle declared and accepted it. That I, was, I wanted to come unto you, but Satan hindered us. Apostle Paul, in all his power, could confess that Satan is the one who stopped him from going on a mission. And some of us cannot confess that Satan is hindering us. The biggest, there are people being hindered to marry. Satan, to find your spouse. There are people being hindered in business. Satan is standing in the way. He has closed the doors. Close. There are some of being hindered to stand in our positions of ministry. You are supposed to be in the house of God ministering. There is a devil in your way. He said, You are supposed to He's standing in your way. Every time you say, I'm coming back to ministry, something happens, you go. I'm coming back to, yeah, something happens, you go. You, you are not even sensitive to realize, but this is spiritual. It is spiritual. And they may even have good reasons why you're going away. But at the end of the day, the devil is happy not to have you in the house of God serving God. Hallelujah. There are some of you you will not find good work. Work that rewards you well. You are gifted. You, are, you, you have so much in you. You are an idealistic person. Everybody who comes in contact with you just feels like whenever they come around you, they learn something. But yet when it comes to work, to find work that is commensurate with your gifting and your talent, you are getting always something below. It's a yoke. It's a yoke. And probably it's not just you. It's in your family. It's, you can see it. You can see it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can be born again, saved in ministry, but when there is a yoke, a yoke, a bondage, you can be a child, teenager, and there is a yoke in your life. And there is no amount of teaching that breaks yokes. There is no amount of academic pursuit. You can pursue academics and get a PhD with your yoke. With your yoke. Sometimes the enemy just allows you, okay, you can have that, but with a yoke. You can go and worship, but not without the children. You can go and do this, but not with this. You can go and do this, but not with the cows and the goats. You can, he gives you a kuwako. Nainga walo chasi gaza. Katnewe unya. We gaidi roti aba antokunonya katonda. Daba inebi koligo. Hallelujah. Praise be to Jesus. Are you my friends? Let's rise to our feet. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In Jeremiah chapter 29, Verse 13, he says, you shall seek me with all your heart, and you shall find me. And then he says in verse 14, and I will bring you back from captivity where I took you. Hallelujah. 
what happened in the reign of Cyrus, King Cyrus. Cyrus was a king anointed by God to bring revival to Israel. What happened in his reign was the children of Israel began to seek the Lord through Ezra. They began to seek the Lord. Leave, for Cyrus to make a decree in 538 BC and end the exile, it was not just because he wanted. No. There has to be always, what, what do you call that? There has to be a, a cause to have that effect. The cause was the people of God began to seek him with all their hearts in Babylon. They asked them, sing a song at the rivers of Babylon, sing a song. And they said, how can we sing the Lord's song in bondage? So they wept. They wept in Babylon by the rivers. They were in the river weeping for deliverance. And so God raises a Cyrus to release them. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We cannot just walk into our liberties because, oh, Jesus died. There are certain things where we need to partner with God. Hallelujah. You need to have, let me put it this way. God needs your full partnership for certain things to break off your life and off your family. Hallelujah. The Bible says they sat down at the rivers and there we wept when we remembered Zion. They remembered the temple. They remembered the beauty of Jerusalem. And there they wept. Cyrus gets up and says, 70 years are over. Come back home. Your Cyrus is waiting to make a decree. You know your Cyrus? King Jesus. Is the anointed one. Your Cyrus is waiting to make a decree to release the captives, the prisoners, to release those that are oppressed by the devil. He's waiting on you to partner with him fully in prayer and break those yokes, break them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up those hands and say, God, I'm willing to partner with you to be a rebuilder, to be a deliverer. I want you to talk to God about your willingness to partner with God. Oh, that, 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 the games are over. The games of, of just thinking it's just about life, enjoying it. There is a purpose that you're supposed to fulfill. There's a prophetic word you're supposed to birth. Le cabrato zebra corose prakatijo patala na labazita. Retoto basica bratata. Retoto brasica tidibaca brata. Retata bracata 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 bracata. Bracata 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 bracata. Father, that's why I've been asking, Father. Le prato zebra cobraco braco 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 braco. Retete bracata. I pray, Father, bring back the church to the place of seeking God, to the place of true prayer, to the place of true prayer. My Father, bring us back to the place of prayer. Lord, you are choosing us as Nehemiahs, as rebuilders. Oh, my Father, start with us. Start with us. Start with us, oh God. My God, start with us like Elijah rebuilt the altar. Start with us to rebuild the altar. The altar that is acceptable to you. Le pa 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 Rep, 
Clothe us with power. Clothe us with strength. Clothe us with vision. Clothe us, my Father, with that okopala, with that desperation, O Mapaya, that we shall be tired of the yoke. We shall be tired of the oppression of the wicked one. We shall be tired. Rapa, pa, pa, pa. Rapa, pa, 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 pa. Rapa, rapa. Rapa, rapa. Rapa, pa, 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 pa. We shall be tired and we shall arise. We shall arise. Elemakabra. I give you full partnership, not half partnership. I choose to be full time on this. I choose Makaprata to seek you with all my heart. To seek you with all my heart. Father, in this place, in this house, in this family, may we seek you with all that we are. May we seek you. Bring us maparotari bapala, repaparotate parata. Oh, my father. Oh, my father. Give us tears. Give us tears. Give us tears. Tears for you. Tears for all that you died for. Tears for you, Lord. A desperation. A desperation. A desperation. A sold outness, O oh God. A resolution, my Father. No matter how long it will take, the time that we have to put in. But as long as, my Father, we set on the journey, we set on the work. Lepero saparata le bosepa bababa. Kele masayaba. Sabarabarabaya. Barada laba sipre de bakaya. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, 93 years before anyone got up to break the yoke, 93 years. How many more years are you giving it before you break it? How many more years of struggle, of oppression? How many more years yet Jesus finished the work on the cross? He paid it all for us. How much more are we willing to cooperate with our oppressions? How much more? Brethren, Brethren, no one should beg you to seek the Lord with all your heart. Brethren, no one should tell you build an altar. Arise in your strength and build. Arise in your strength and build. In the strength that God has given you, arise. Arise. There's a God who hears prayer. There's a God who answers prayer. There's a God who can see your heart and he sees your cry. And when you say, Lord, I'm tired of seeing this in my life, in my family, in my relatives. I'm tired of seeing this in my generation. God, arise. He will arise with you. And he will scatter the enemy. Hallelujah. Lift, lift up those hands to the Lord and say these words with me. Say, Father. Father. Let it not be said. In my day. Where is my God? Let it not be said. You are my God. And it is time for you, my God, to reveal yourself through me, Lord. I commit myself to come after you. To come after you. To come after you. 
with all my heart. Father, let your will be done. Everything that is in your will, let it be done. Say, Father, every old west place, every desolation, every broken foundation shall be rebuilt in my day. In my day. In Jesus' name. One of the things that broke my heart about my family, my family, where I come from, is when you see your parents growing old. And they grow old and they become helpless. When the Bible says that the gray-haired, the gray-haired are the glory of the of the sons, but you see your parents dying in utter poverty, in infirmities. You see them in need. Nothing that they kept for their old age. Nothing, no legacy of their work. No one around them to stand with them and support them. And love them. That is an evil under the sun. That's an evil under the sun. That's a yoke. Ladies and gentlemen, I do not know for you what you see. But if you don't deal with it, you're next. If you don't deal with it, you are next. God has called us to rebuild. Let's rebuild. Let the Nehemiahs begin the work. I say let the Nehemiahs begin the work. Work. Begin the work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me say this. I know time has gone, but let me say this. I have, I have been in intercession for my family for a long time. One time I attended a wedding. A wedding of my cousin. And on the wedding, some cousins of mine, whom I never knew, because one of my uncles has so many children. But those children, they work with him in witchcraft. He's a witch doctor. He was a witch doctor. He passed. And he has all these children who serve with him on the altar. Whenever they would go on the altar, demon spirits would tell them, the problem is Andrew. The problem is Andrew. Now, me, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know that a spirit can actually tell someone that there's someone in the family who's causing problems, who's, who's deviating from the path that they have set, the foundations they have set. I didn't know. So I'm sitting on this table, and so many of these... No, actually, I was not sitting on the table. I was near my table, but about to go for the food. And all these... Young people, they come with another cousin who knows me, and he tells them, Oh, no, you're Andrew. And I'm asking, What's the problem? They wanted to see, they come to the wedding to see who Andrew is, the guy who was disrupting family things. That's all they came to see. So I went to the sister of this guy who had brought the his brothers and sisters. 
there's another sister who's more acquainted to me. And I asked, what is going on? All those people came to my table to see and I said, hey, you don't know. I said, I have to go over to Tawanya. I said, what are you talking about? I don't know the people, but they knew me in the spirit. Praise the Lord. That wedding, I go to two of my fathers who are also part of that witchcraft. Fathers, they are seated at the high table. And I want to greet them. Your fathers, fathers, your aunties, aunties. And the first father, I'm, I put out my hand to greet him. You know as you, how you greet fathers. You put out both hands. And he just looks at me. He ignores me. I come to the next father. He looks at me. He ignores me. I just decided I'm not going to ashamed myself by continuing with the everybody else. I left the table. That to me was a clear sign that I am an enemy in the family. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor it is serious business. It is. You are not going to go and some rebuilding the family and you're enjoying your life. They will eliminate you. Take a hold of your offering. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise be to his name. Monday, Tuesday, we are here for prayer. Find a way to be here. Find a way to be nowhere else but here. Six o'clock to seven or to eight, we are here in prayer. And the Lord speaks to us things that keep on strengthening us. Hallelujah. Wednesday, we're in our life groups. Thursday, personal time. Uh, Friday, uh, we shall be here overnight. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we bless your name for what we have received today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your instruction. Heavenly Father, I believe you are still speaking to the army to arise and to wake. And to be sensitive to what you want to do. Father, as Faith Family Church, may we be able to align to the prophecies of our generation. May we be able to align to the personal prophetic words upon our lives as we seek you with all of our hearts. Give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming.